Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Transformative Principal episode 216. Welcome. I am excited to continue my conversation today with Richard Kincaid, and it is a great uh, conversation about some amazing things that kids are doing. Make sure that you uh, check out the show notes at transformativeprincipal.org slash episode 216 to see the link to the video that we are talking about. It is definitely very cute. And as he said, uh, there's also a lot of other great conversations about how to actually get kids involved in doing some of these things. So I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. Here's the second half of my interview with Richard Kincaid. So I'd like to to change gears just a little bit and talk about some of the initiatives that you have seen and things that kids are doing right now to improve their community. So so let's talk about some of the actual things that teachers and students have done with your program. So probably one of the cutest things that I can not only talk about, but you can also Google and, and see on your own. If you Google Hill Elementary Eco Audit. There's a YouTube video. It's a video application that was put together by a group of elementary students at a school here in Austin. And the students were really curious about waste on their campus, like where stuff goes when you throw it away in the school cafeteria. And so these kids literally got their hands dirty. They put on rubber gloves. They went to the cafeteria after lunch one day. They dug through the trash and they separated the stuff out into multiple categories. You know, what can be recycled? What can be composted? um, What truly needed to go to the landfill? And what they discovered was stunning. A lot of cafeteria workers weren't sorting appropriately. Um, In Austin, we have a fairly robust recycling program, but it only works if you sort it well, and that wasn't happening on the campus. Uh, The kids discovered it was a lack of training. Um, They also discovered that a lot of organic matter was being thrown away in the regular trash can that actually could have been composted. And that's really where the kids wanted to focus their attention. And so they applied for an eco-audit grant. They... Uh, wanted to purchase some large tumbler-style composting bins. Uh, They built a school garden uh, that grew food, and they used the compost from school cafeteria to help feed that particular garden. Um, It was a really cool uh, way to uh, think about waste and then also think about the ways that we can reuse waste to make things like a garden uh, grow. Uh, really strong. So it was really neat. It's a cute one. I encourage you to to Google that video. It's about three minutes long. It'll be the cutest thing you watch today. (laughs) So there is a link to that in the show notes at transformativeprinciple.org and then just search, who do I want to learn from? Just search for Richard Kincaid and you'll definitely see that. We also see 
uh, more intense projects happening, particularly at secondary schools. We work with a number of schools uh, across the D.C. metro area. We also work with a number of schools here in Austin. And one of the new programs that we've been uh, launching very slowly, full program will be launched this coming August. It's a LEAD Green Associate Prep Program. And essentially what we've done is we've tied sustainability concepts to science standards and then focused them through the context of green building and performance measures. And so working with our friends over at the U.S. Green Building Council, uh, we've aligned a lot of our sustainability programs to performance of buildings. And so there's a school uh, just north of, of here in Austin called Aikens High School. They put together basically a five-year action plan looking at things like energy consumption, water use, waste, available green spaces that could be converted into maybe gardens or classrooms, um, indoor and outdoor air quality, and really put together this robust port of baseline data of what consumption in those areas look like on the campus. Uh, they worked with a graphic design team from the University of Texas, uh, they had an intern help them out. They put together a really nice report, and they presented it to their school board with very specific environmental components that could be done on the campus in order to make it more efficient. And again, it was a five-year rollout plan. There were some things on there that we were able to uh, provide to them, uh, things like low-flow water systems. Uh, we were able to provide funding so that they could put that professional report together to their school board. They caught the attention of the district sustainability officer, um, and it was rolled into some of the ongoing improvements that are happening on that campus, uh, which is a really neat thing to think about, you know, students driving change to make their campus more efficient. That's very cool. It's neat when students can be more involved in that. And that's the beauty of, of what EcoRise provides is opportunities for students to, to really be part of that. In doing these things, how do kids get access to some of those things that that uh, it's usually one person in the district office who's in charge of those things? How do you teach them to find the right people to talk to to get the information that they need to impact change? Absolutely. Our curriculum walks in through the process of who needs to you know be contacted you know for various pieces of information. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they're lucky. Maybe they work in a school district where there's a district sustainability manager or officer. We're starting to see that more and more, uh, particularly in large metro areas. Um, we also have something that we call Design Studio. It's basically a 71-lesson suite that we provide to teachers that helps them facilitate conversations within their classroom. And so students, you know, do something as simple as maybe a mind map where kind of in the middle, you know, that middle cloud is, you know, who are the stakeholders for energy consumption within our community? And so they begin kind of brainstorming, like on their own, like who some of these actors might be. It could be as simple as the campus custodian. Anything that flies through the front door is owned by the principal, right? And so the principal is also a stakeholder. And so as you start kind of mapping out who these people are, that gives kind of this uh, checklist of people that the students need to begin talking to, interviewing, 
what do these people know? Are they the right person to be asking these questions to? And if not, might they know who the right person is to begin asking these questions? And so in a lot of ways, we kind of empower students to begin searching for the right people um, on their campus or in their district uh, to ask these questions of. And uh, sometimes that's really freeing for a teacher to kind of give that initial ownership to students can do individual mind clouds, you know, maybe in small groups, have this whole group conversation, begin crafting some questions that are student-led. And then that becomes a really interesting component where kids begin asking questions of people that they might not have ever interacted with otherwise. And so that's the sort of inquiry that we encourage as you're trying to find these people, right? Yeah, that is so that is so important. When somebody gets the bill, right? That's right. And, and it's, it's really kids finding out who that person is. You know, somebody sets the water schedule. And when you start having kids explore those things, uh, it becomes, I think, a lot more powerful and, and really allows them to interact with those people that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, I can definitely see how that would be a very powerful thing indeed. So I do want to talk about uh, some of the micro grants that you offer to students because that is... That is really fascinating when kids can actually get involved with financial situations. They feel like so much is out of their power. And we all know that, you know, the money has power to do things. <laughs> so how is that micro grant set up? How do kids apply for it and and then win it and and all that? So let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, micro grants are really cool. It's one of those things, you know, obviously teachers have infinite dollars, right, at their disposal. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so this becomes a really nice tool for them to really kind of motivate and engage kids that what you're doing is real. Like the solution that you're coming up with, like you potentially can implement this on the campus and then measure the impact. You're not just building a mousetrap, like you may actually be conserving water. And there's this place that's going to give you money to help make this a reality. Um, and so generally, um, in the, the metro areas that we work in, we provide up to $500 per student project. And students apply for these on their own with the help of their teacher. Uh, we have an online application uh, that's made available to teachers that we work with throughout the year. And the application truly is student-facing. We want the students to share the data that they've collected. We want the students to provide the narrative and the rationale for why this thing is the most important thing for them to be focusing on. We want the students to provide us a budget. Like, have you gone out and actually explored like, what this project is going to cost? and give us a line item budget of the things that you need to make this happen. Um, take pictures, take some video along the way to document what the process looked like. And then once it's funded, tell us what the impact was. Like, did it do what you thought it was going to do? And then tell us, you know, yes, no, you know, ways that you can make it better um, moving forward. And so it really is kind of this long, robust process that, you know, gives money to help kids really kind of implement these real world things. Uh, more often than not, we're looking for reasons, you know, every single reason possible, you know, to fund an application. 
it's a competitive process, but our fund rates are incredibly high because as a nonprofit, we base some of our impact off of the things that students are able to create and do. And we have a really high return on investment on those. The average project that we funded over the past three years is about $470. The average return on investment in resource savings or waste diversion or any of the other number ways that we measure this is about $4,500 of direct bottom line benefit to the campus. That's a huge return on investment. It's something that administrators really like to see. The student project, we didn't have to pay for it. It only cost $470, and we recognized $4,500 worth of savings on our campus. That's incredible. Tell me more. No kidding. That's awesome. (laughs) And so, you know, at the end of the day, we just want kids to really be engaged. We want them to know how to collect data. We want them to be able to articulate what they've collected really clearly. Um, We want them to get involved in interviewing the right people and Uh, You know, knowing how to put budgets together is an incredible life skill. And then present it out to an authentic audience. Tell us what you did. Share it with your community. Show the really great work that you've done. Um, Those things, I I think, are what get every single person at EcoRise out of bed every morning. It's just giving kids that opportunity. That is so powerful. And I think that is a great place to end our conversation and kind of sum everything up. The last question that I ask, Richard, is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? You know, the the thing I wrote down at the very beginning of this is create a culture where you give people permission to fail and move forward. Um, Such an important thing for administrators to do. Yeah, I think that is definitely important. Richard, thank you so much for your time. How do people learn more about you, about EcoRise, connect with you guys? You can follow us on Facebook, uh, just Facebook slash EcoRise. You can also follow us on Twitter. Um, our handle is at EcoRise. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well. It's Kincade the Eco Nerd. Um, RK the Eco Nerd. Let me get that right. RK the Eco Nerd. Um, and of course, you can visit our website. Um, ecorise.org to tell you all about our programs. And you can download free samples of lessons through our e-store. So if you're interested in seeing what our curriculum looks like, definitely encourage you to, to start there. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle. This has been very informative and great for me. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I enjoyed that interview with Richard and his ideas about creating a culture where it's okay to fail. Man, that is that is so true. And we don't want people to fail, but we do want people to know that we're not expecting perfection. We're expecting amazing things to happen. And the only way you're going to get to amazing is through a few failures. So be okay with that and create that culture where it's okay to fail. Thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. And if you have not already, please do subscribe and please share this with someone who would benefit from hearing it. Thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. Have a great week. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts.